Hey, good evening, everybody. Welcome to uh, this week in the association, the Brothers Common Sense. On the line tonight is my favorite point guard, is Will Stacks. Will, say what's happening. Will Stacks in the house. What's up? What's up? Yeah, you know, we got you guys all the way to jump ball to the final buzzer. Uh, our jump ball topic tonight is a little bit off the uh, basketball realm. Last night, NBA, um, ESPN premiered their 30 for 30 on the Nature Boy, Ric Flair. Now, again, Brothers Comics, we, we like a lot of things, not just comic books. Uh, basketball is one of them. Football is one of them. But we all grew up on professional wrestling, especially the NWA. Uh, Stacks, tell us what Ric Flair means to you. I don't want to say meant because he did almost die recently, but he ain't dead yet. Not dead yet, but you're right. The NWA was a big part of our lives growing up. Uh, 6.05 on TBS uh, was a must-watch TV for us on those Saturday evenings. Those were some great, great times. And the nature boy, Ric Flair, was uh, the entertainer personified. Uh, all of his bravado with the limousines and the $600 shoes and the Rolex watches. And all that, everybody wanted to be like Ric Flair, but there was only one Ric Flair. Yeah. Seems like a woo should have came after that. Um, yeah, I yeah. wanted to go with that, but, uh, <laughs> you know, I I, uh, I just don't have the woo. <laughs> but, you know, we'll, yeah. we'll get the best we got. Yeah, uh, the, the wrestling term uh, is that, you know, some people live their gimmick. And uh, Flair, you know, from appearance, I didn't get a chance to watch the documentary last night, but from what I've read, and, you know, from what I know, uh, he just lived his gimmick. You know, that wasn't just him acting. That was just him being Ric Flair for his entire life. You know, there's a lot of financial issues that came associated with that. A lot of, uh, I think he's on maybe his third marriage at this point. Uh, just a lot of stuff about being a nature boy. Um but, yeah, I mean, we all wanted to be him. We might have hated him, at least I did for a time, you know, until I made that switch over to wanting to be Ric Flair. Uh, so, yeah, and a huge influence on the modern NBA and NFL athlete, wouldn't you think? Well, definitely. Even uh, Snoop Dogg had an appearance, and he said, hey, a lot of hip-hop artists, a lot of athletes, you know, and they even showed some clips of some uh, football teams doing their Ric Flair in the locker rooms, that he has a huge impact on society, huge impact on the hip-hop industry, huge impact in, in sports. You know, he had pictures with Muhammad Ali, Tom Brady, some of the best in uh, various sports. Uh, Ric Flair has an impact across many, many genres. All right. So, yeah, and that's on a side real uh, kind of brothers topics here for the, for the comic book folks. You know, I attend a lot of Comic-Cons uh, here and there for Brothers Comics, and he was at one kind of right before he got sick here in Fort Lauderdale. And uh, I was I was there, and I was like, you know what? And we talked about this before. I was like, you know, if I get a chance to meet Nature Boy, you know, don't I have to do it? You know, it's like a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity or whatever. But, you know, they charge you to meet them, and his, 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 <laughs> his entry fee was, was not cheap. And so, like, I, I, yeah, I passed on it, and then, like, maybe a month later, he almost died, and I was like, oh, I should have did it. So now, the next time, I'm going to have to just, you know, bite the bullet and meet the nature boy. Uh, all right. All right, so that's our jump ball this week, and we head right into the first quarter. 
the first quarter of NBA information in action. The Cavs are still up and down, Stacks. Uh, they're playing up to the competition. They get a colossal effort from LeBron James against the Wiz, and then the next night they lose to the Hawks. <laughs> uh, just, the, Cavs the, Cavs. the Cavs are a team that uh, no one can figure out right now. You're right, 57 uh, season high by LeBron against the Washington Wizards. Once again, the Wizards wanted to make a statement. LeBron says, not so fast. I'm still the king, and I'm going to show you tonight. He did it from all parts of the floor, inside, outside, driving left, right. Uh, huge game showing he is still the king of the NBA. But then come back two nights later and lay a colossal egg against the Two and nine Hawks, the team with the worst record in the East, they uh, made a huge comeback late and even had a chance to win at the buzzer. But um, they got down big to the Hawks and couldn't quite get over the hump. Come back two nights later. Big matchup against uh, the Milwaukee Bucks and the Greek Freak. LeBron steps up again. 30 points, seven rebounds, eight assists. Chipped in with 32 for Kevin Love and the Cavs down the Bucks, But uh, at 5-6, and six, not what many expected from the Cleveland Cavaliers. Uh, just huge, huge problems on the defensive end, uh, giving up 113 points a game, which is 28th in the league. Uh, and even read a report that there's uh, some grumblings that the team misses Kyrie. Uh, no <laughs> that you're going to miss Kyrie. That's the understatement of the year so far. Uh, the Cavs, uh, as you mentioned, playing up to their competition, but as we've seen, they're playing down to their competition. Uh, they'll get it together. Of course, whenever you have LeBron, you got a chance, and um, they got to get things right. There's some uh, grumbling in the locker room. Dwayne Wade talking about we got to get more from the starters. And I think he was a starter until he said he wanted to go to the bench. So Kevin Love saying he's not happy with how many touches he's getting. So there's some talk here or there that's not a good thing at this point of the season. So uh, the Cavs, they got some work to do. They're in the middle of the pack in the East, and they're expected to be on top. Yeah. LeBron goes to the um, to the Instagram game again, and he, as he's done pretty much since he went back to Cleveland to kind of send messages to the team, um, you know, the all-in, be all-in or be all-out with Kevin Love that first year. This time he goes with the uh, the Arthur, Arthur the, the PBS show, the meme of with the clenched fist, uh, uh, primarily allegedly directed to the, the, dif- the defensive efforts uh, given up by the Cavs. Uh, <laughs> we're we're well, kind of old. We're old school NBA fans. Could you imagine Jordan? Michael Jordan probably doesn't know what a meme is, but could right. you imagine him using a meme to motivate somebody? Oh, he knows what a meme is. He's been used what? so many times as one. But uh, yeah, Michael Jordan. Uh, hey, just say it to their face. Let them know that hey, you're not happy with what's going on. Uh, instead of trying to send subliminal messages saying this is my mood and uh, trying to let the team figure out exactly what he's talking about. If you have something to say, you're the leader, you're the captain, speak to your team. Let them know how you feel, but say it in a way where it's uh, understood by all and say, hey, we all got to do better, him included. 
So, again, the Cavs will get it together, um, but they got some work to do. Yeah, real quick side topic there. Uh, the Wizards had an opportunity, again, to make a statement. They thought they were going to make a statement on the Lakers and go out there and embarrass uh, Lonzo Ball, and they went out there and embarrassed themselves. And then they get another opportunity here early in the season to, you know, in at home to, you know, prove that they're a contender in the East, and they let LeBron go video game nuts on them. Uh, that's, you can't trust the Wizards, man. I, I, this is my <laughs> – I'm going to die on that hill that I just can't trust the Wizards. You can't trust them. Um, they even had a chance against the Golden State Warriors as well. I fell short there also. Uh, they're a solid team led by John Wall, Bradley Beal, and Otto Porter. His stepping his game up, showing, hey, that max contract might not have been a bad idea at all. But when it comes to time for them to really step up and say, hey, we're here, they've um, stumbled each and every time. So that's a great way to say, uh, in the words of public enemy, can't trust it. So can't trust it. Uh, that's right. Yeah, no doubt. All right. Let's head over to the second quarter. Uh, mentioning the Bucks, they do lose to the Cavs last night. Uh, the Greek freak still goes off. He's leading the league in scoring, actually, right now at 32 points a game without really having a legitimate jump shot. But they do make the trade for uh, for Eric Bledsoe. Uh, they only give up, like, a couple of, like, future draft picks, and they were protected. So they get a grade-A player, don't give up too much. Does this make them a contender to the Celtics or the Cavs in the East? Uh, the Bucks are making a statement. They're saying, hey, we're all in. And as the the – current situation in the east uh with boston out front and everybody else kind of packed together hey the east is still up for the takings um you know so why not make a move that uh they're trying to say hey we can do this you're of course led by antetokounmpo but now you add another scorer and a playmaker that could take some of the pressure off the greek freak um and you know bledsoe shipped in 17 points a game in his career. So he's definitely a, a bona fide NBA player, uh, seven years out of Kentucky. So he can get it done. He He's in a new place. He'll be motivated, uh, we think, coming uh, to Milwaukee, not in Phoenix anymore. Uh, so I expect uh, the Bucks to make a solid move. They're still only four and six right now, so they're still trying to work it out. Uh, but they got some pieces. And with Bledsoe stepping in, you know, they want more from Thon Maker, another first-round pick from a year ago. And uh, the Bucks are headed in the right direction. But let's not uh, anoint them just yet. But I think Bledsoe uh, can make a difference. And not to mention uh, Jabari Parker still rehabbing, and he'll be coming back sometime around the All-Star break. That's great. Yeah. There was an article also on ESPN about, uh, I can't say that dude's name. He's going to be the Greek freak forever for me. Um, <laughs> about his, you know, he, he's just going to be that new NBA superstar as the league is, you know, going into that post-LeBron era as LeBron, you know, gets us into the middle 30s here, you know, to somebody to turn the league over to. And they were thinking, you know, he's kind of the quiet superstar. You know, he's not an American, so that's always going to be an issue. But he's just like a quiet dude. He's not going to be out there. He's not going to be sending out Arthur memes, that's for sure. And um, 
you know, and they just got his, and Nike just got his first signature shoe. You know, it, is he somebody that you could build the league around because of his lack of personality? I don't see the league following up behind the Greek freak. Um, you know, definitely on the court, he is obviously a force to be reckoned with. And he, he's still young. Maybe that personality will continue to grow as he becomes even more comfortable uh, with the American culture. Um, so things will, I'm sure, improve. You'll probably see him on more uh, ads uh, as we, you know, move on, as he's really making a statement this year. Uh, we'll see him probably, uh, you know, getting more of the commercials and things of that sort. However, um, he's, in, he's in Milwaukee, which is definitely not a, a, a large market, you know, so not big things coming out of Milwaukee. So I don't expect him to be the quote-unquote face of the league, although on the court he might be uh, off the court. Uh, I just don't see uh, the Greek freak uh, being that image uh, the league wants to promote uh, because, as you mentioned, he is a very quiet-natured uh, gentleman, at least as to this far. Nothing bad about that at all, but just not the personality. Uh, to to put the league uh, out there even more, you know. So we'll see what happens. Other names, I know they mentioned Anthony Davis, but he's almost becoming a forgotten player uh, down in uh, New Orleans. So he was once thought to be, but some injuries uh, have uh, derailed him slightly, having a great season so far. So maybe he can put his name back up there. But the Greek freak is a dominant player on the court, off the court, still yet to be seen. It's going to come up probably in a future podcast about how the league has some of their future superstars, you know, in not glamorous places. And, you know, what are they going to do about that? It becomes an issue because they want their marquee players in bigger markets, and some of them aren't. Um, And Giannis being one of them, Anthony Davis also being one of them. Um, So I'm I'm kind of curious as to how that plays out because you know they're not going to finish their careers there. It never works out that way. Um, never, or not, not, not the modern NBA. Yeah, not the modern NBA, at least. Okay. Yeah, he's got a lot of Tim Duncan in me when I see Gianna. Um, like, in terms of his personality and when he talks, it's very Tim Duncan-esque. Like, if you, if he could get away with not doing those press conferences, he probably would. Uh, oh, that's going to – yeah, it's going to be hard to build a league. No, no question. Uh, he is um, not a fan of the press conferences and – uh, he does them. He does them well, but he's definitely again not that personality. But hey, again, he's he's young, and and maybe uh, he's still growing into who he is. So we'll see what happens in the future with the Greek freak. Yeah. All right, so we head into halftime as Nas plays a thing. Um, real quick before we get into this other topic here, just what, what's your again? you older on this podcast what is your opinion of the state of rap today now we don't talk about this as much as we used to but what is your general like kind of take on rap music today literally today like today well when when we talk about rap music today first of all you know i'm not a fan personally but as you mentioned we are of a certain age and that music's not for us it's for a different generation, and if it's good for them, uh, I guess go for it. Uh, definitely won't 
uh, go down in any of my uh, songs of uh, in the hip hop hall of fame or any of my top hip hop artists. Uh, nobody, little somebody with so and so, such a name. Some of the even names of today, I can't even tell you some of them, but. Uh, you won't find Migos on my uh, playlist <laughs> or none of those little scrappy Yachty. Yeah, Yachty, Yo, and Joe, Yachty, Gotti, whoever. But, however, hey, it's a different generation. Uh, not my cup of tea, but hey, hey, they're doing their thing, so big ups to them. Just won't hear it in my car. Yeah, I. I I, I try to get to that point, too, where I don't want to knock their hustle because that's good for them, but, like, I can't – it's not even – I don't even understand it. It's just, like, I don't understand why it's popular. Like, I, like that's the, like where I'm at with it. I'm like, I, wait, this – what? And I, and I did come to that conclusion, you know, probably – it's probably been a little bit, but probably within the last few years. Like, you know what? This rap isn't made for me anymore. Like, you know, like, I'm, and I would – I would venture to say that rap hadn't been made for me probably since, like, 2010. And, you know, I just don't even, like, kind of fool with these, you know, a lot of these new cats. You know, people will say something to me, like, you know, uh, you know, Kendrick Lamar is this or that. I'm like, oh, okay, I'll listen to it here and there. Or, or J. Cole or something like that. But, you know, I'll listen to some people that, you know, that kind of resemble what rap used to look like. But right. all these trap dudes that are just really doing uh, – uh, Sesame Street rhymes to stuff, and you know, yeah. brr is not a brr is not a rap lyric, you know. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't, um, I, I don't, um, you know, yeah, I don't understand. So, okay, yeah, um, well, right. yeah not my cup of tea. Yeah, all right, sorry, oh, we're the old man on the on the porch at this moment. All right, so I have to. <laughs> Our halftime topic this week is the the ball situation, and the ball family will come up on these podcasts probably. Occasionally, uh, as I'm watching uh, Kyrie school Lonzo tonight, uh, the middle child, and, and make sure I got my correct ball. Is that Leangelo or is that the little one? No, that's Leangelo, the current freshman at UCLA. Okay. Um, as UCLA was making a trip to China, Leangelo and two of his teammates were arrested for shoplifting. Uh, they were recently released on bail, but uh, still face possible charges uh, pending, from my understanding. So I don't think the case is closed uh, on the UCLA situation. So it just brings more light uh, to the Ball family, the BBB, Big Baller brand. So much hype for Lonzo coming up, and even for LeVar as being the patriarch of the family and leading the, the new shoe company. Again, as you just mentioned with those guys, can't knock his hustle. He's doing his thing uh, with his family. His quote-unquote plan, as he says, is working uh, to some degree. Even shooting a, a reality show, a Ball in the Family. Right. Um, so there's, there's a lot happening. However, not what's supposed to be happening. You know, we're supposed to be talking about how great Lonzo is doing with the Lakers. That's not happening. He's not even the best rookie on his team. Um, and now LaMelo, uh, excuse me, Leangelo uh, having troubles in China. And then LaMelo, the youngest, 
they're talking about him not even going to college because they don't want to, quote, unquote, waste a year uh, for him going to college. So, um, you know, the, the Ball family, full of headlines, maybe not the headlines they were looking for. Yeah. I, I You know, you know, I, I, in a sense, I, you know, I see a lot of people like will bump for LeVar on there about, you know, and I don't knock the hustle part. Like if you, if you can get that out there, that's great. But like the, the NBA of all leagues and of all sports is probably the one that humbles players the most. And if he can't like play or can't live up to that hype, you know, kids aren't going to buy it, you know, his shoes or they're not going to buy the brand because they're not going to do or wear somebody that's not cool. It's like the Shaq shoes. Like, you know, as awesome as Shaq was, nobody bought that because they couldn't imagine themselves being Shaq because he was a, you know, a freak of nature. You know what I mean? So, yeah, if he can't play or if he's just an average player, you know, it, nobody. these young kids who really is who they're marketing to are just got to kind of turn the page and find somebody else to kind of follow. Like you say, he's not even the best rookie on his team. Was that Kyle Kuzma is playing much better than him, than Lonzo. Uh, I mean, his shooting percentage is in the absolute toilet. And, you know, he's still able to get dimes and still able to get rebounds because of his size. But uh, I don't think he's lighting it up the way that um, the Lakers were hoping that he would. Um, a lack of aggressiveness in certain areas. But, again, offensively, he's just going to be – I mean, he's way behind everybody else anyway. Uh, here's, here's this one I'll throw out to you, and I saw this on Twitter. You know, somebody was comparing LeVar Ball – it's hard to get these people straight – LeVar to, like, Richard Williams and his ability, you know, to hype up, like, Venus and Serena. And I, I, I went back at the person. I was like, I think that's a terrible comparison only because of the, the sports involved. What do you think? Well, I think it's a quote-unquote fair comparison from the standpoint as you have an African-American father trying to uh, get his kids um, to do positive things. It's not a comparison uh, from A, where uh, the Williams family um, came from as compared to where the Ball family, a more... Uh, you know, we'll say middle class, even maybe middle upper class. You know, they're they're definitely not struggling, quote unquote, like the Williams uh, family was to an extent. Um, you know, uh, there's comparison. Hey, yeah, the African American kids, but again, uh, not quite the same situation. Plus, the Williams sisters produced immediately, not so much for the ball so far. Yeah, and you know, and you, and I, my thought thoughts was was okay. So it's an individual sport versus a team sport. So even if he goes out there and does really well, but the team struggles, it's still going to look bad back on him. Whereas you yeah. know, both Williams sisters were out there on their own, and you know, again, they showed improved from the beginning. And literally, one of them is the greatest athlete of all time. Literally. I don't think you're going to get that from any of the ball children. So I, was, <laughs> I just don't. I'm looking um, at the moment for sure. Yeah, yeah. So I just I was like, I don't know if that's a, a true fair comparison. Uh, but yeah, they're doing their thing. Uh, we'll see what happens with the kid in China. I heard something on Mike and Mike this morning that you know Chinese law is obviously a lot different than American law, and 
they may be detained in China for, you know, multiple days at this point, you know, like upwards of 30 some odd days, depending upon what happened. So um, hopefully it works out for them. I mean, you would think that they wouldn't be that silly with all those eyes on them with a bunch of black kids walking around in China. Every person would have to be looking at you because they're not used to seeing your ass there. So, uh, <laughs> some tall black guys definitely uh, stand out. Gee, I mean, um, unfortunately, uh, a terrible situation, uh, unfortunate situation. Uh, hopefully, lessons were learned, uh, and hopefully, things uh, pan out okay for uh, all parties involved. And um, with the Ball family, with the other two gentlemen, with UCLA. And, uh, of course, with uh, what's going on in China, uh, unfortunate situation. So we hope all parties end up, uh, you know, learning something and things turn positive, turn a negative into a positive. There you go. All right, as we hit the buzzer for the third quarter, hey, man, break up the Timberwolves. Timberwolves off to a 7-3 and three start. Jimmy Butler being a superstar on his own, which he kind of was before, but that's a whole other story. Coach Tibbs got it working in Minnesota. Break up the Wolves. Hey, Minnesota, um, a lot of people in the offseason talked about Chris Paul going to the Rockets, Carmelo and Paul George going to OKC, you know, the rookies, Lonzo Ball. Not so much uh, talk was about Jimmy Butler going to Minnesota. Um, you know, it wasn't under the radar, but definitely didn't get the publicity of some of the other uh, offseason moves, Kyrie going to Boston, Gordon Hayward. But, uh, hey, you know, Je- uh, Butler has Jimmy Butler has done some some terrific things as being a veteran leader uh, to Minnesota. Those young guys a year ago were so close, so close to winning so many more games, uh, but they will lose in the end. They didn't have that leadership where Butler is supplying just that, scoring 15 a game, which is down uh, from where he was with the Bulls at 23 a game a year ago. However, uh, he is allowing Carl Anthony Towns to continue where he was going from a year ago to even get better, who is leading the team in scoring, uh, averaging 23 points, 10 rebounds a game. And you still got Andrew Wiggins uh, dropping in 17 a game. So uh, Jimmy Butler doesn't have to score as much as he did with Chicago because there's some other great players, Jeff Teague. Stepping in, doing a great job, um, taking over from Ricky Rubio at the point. And so the Timberwolves doing positive things. Coach Tibbs has them working. Defensive guru, and they're finally playing maybe a little bit of defense. Seven and three, uh, second best record in the West. Uh, There was an article on ESPN as well um, about Jimmy Butler embracing his life in Minnesota. And, you know, and break, you know, and getting back with Coach Tibbs. But there was also a point in there where he was like, you know, Chicago chose Fred Hoiberg over me. You know, that, that, that relationship was not going to be able to be fixed. So instead of moving out a coach who, who really hasn't done anything, I'm really not sure how he hasn't kept that job to begin with. Instead of moving him out, they just went with the full on, you know, reset button and a restart with a brand new team, uh, buying out Dwayne Wade as well and starting over. Uh, what has Fred Hoiberg done to get that yeah. job or get that uh, status over uh, Jimmy Butler? 
Yeah, Fred Hoiberg must have some pictures or something of him <laughs> uh some type of, I don't know. But, uh, yeah, you're right. Hoiberg has definitely not done anything he was expected to do when he made the jump from college to the NBA. Um, you know, I still, he's given opportunity after opportunity, but it's still yet to produce. Um, and he's had some decent players. Uh, at least maybe not some great teams, but uh, still hasn't done a whole bunch uh, as an NBA coach. But um, he still maintained his position in Chicago. Uh, we'll see how long it lasts, but I'm sure Jimmy Butler is doing just fine uh, being in Minnesota with those young guys, Wiggins, and Towns. Yeah, it's, you know, Again, there's another situation, too, where you have Carl Anthony Towns, but a superstar, but stuck in Minneapolis. And it's just, just those just don't end well. I mean, you take KG, and he wound up out of there, too. You know, it took a while, but he did wind up out of there, too, and then finished. So I just I, I wonder about the league sometimes when they get those, those superstar players stuck in those other cities that they certainly don't want them in. Yeah, I think um... – you know, the fact that plus they're in the West and they'll be battling against some of those top teams, Golden State defending champs, you got the Rockets, you got uh, Oklahoma City, um, you know, they have to make a statement to say, hey, uh, you should be talking about us too in the same breath as those other teams. So far, so good for the Timberwolves, but uh, we still got a long way to go. They get a chance to make a statement tonight as they go out to Oracle or the new Oracle, and uh, play against Golden State tonight. Uh, Golden State kind of on the same as Cleveland, in a sense, not that bad as a record, but playing up and down to the competition where they lose a game to the Mavericks. Uh, but then they want to make – this is a game that they'd probably like to make a statement in with Minnesota uh, snipping at their heels on the record-wise. Yeah, but Kevin Durant is not expected to play tonight. Uh, so maybe a, a door is open for Minnesota to uh, go in and steal one out in the Bay Area. Right. Okay. So we head to the fourth quarter. Uh, the I-95 corridor uh, up the East Coast is seeing a basketball resurgence uh, between the Knicks and the Philadelphia 76ers, uh, both teams, I think, sitting at 6-4. and four. Uh, And they both have gotten there in a, a different way. Uh, the Sixers were – Literal doormats for the last seven years uh, on this trust the process, accumulating draft picks, and some of them working out, some of them not, whereas the Knicks were spin, 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 get ever whoever you could in there, and that also didn't work. Uh, so are you a trust the process or spend all that of Jim Dolan's money person? Well, I think you gotta you got to combine the two, and I think Philadelphia at least. Um, between the two, I would start with the young guys. I like uh, the way the Sixers uh, have the young guys, maybe not the methods they use by quote-unquote tanking to get there, but uh, they did land a couple of real gems with uh, Joel Embiid, uh, and Ben Simmons is uh, definitely living up to the press clippings he was getting coming out of LSU. Uh, they did have some red shirt years in the NBA, uh, but they do seem to be panning out right now. Ben Simmons almost averaging a triple-double, 19, 10, and 8. Uh, Joel Embiid averaging 21 a game. Um, they did spend a little money with uh, J.J. Redick coming over from the Clippers. Uh, 
uh, getting a massive $20 million a year contract, uh, which is kind of amazing for one year to see what he does uh, with the youngsters. Um, but uh, so far, so good. Six and four is a pretty good start. They're still watching the minutes on Embiid, uh, who is known to be injury prone, but he's uh, doing okay so far. Unfortunately, on the injury front, number one pick overall, Markel Folks uh, out of Washington is doing um, nothing and has had some shoulder issues. Uh, he's even reportedly experimenting with shooting left-handed. What is going on with him? He's seeming forgotten how to play basketball as he was a top player in the NCAA a year ago. But um, as having some shoulder issues is what is being reported. But um, there must be something else going on with the number one pick overall. The Knicks on they they got the unicorn. Uh, Kristaps Porzingis is uh, leading the team. They put him on his back. He was challenged and by Phil Jackson on his way out the door to saying that you couldn't put a team on his back. But he's got the team out on out to a six and four start. Their best start in six years. Yeah, Kristaps is averaging thirty a game, doing it from inside, outside, blocking shots. When you're 7'3 with the long arms and doing the things he can do, um, you know, he's really stepping up. No more Carmelo in the way. The team is his, and he is really uh, showing that he can do this. Uh, still needs a lot more help overall when you got Enos Canner who came over in that Carmelo trade. He's definitely chipping in with some beef underneath uh, 13 points, 10 rebounds a game. Uh, but Porzingis uh, can't do it himself, uh, but we'll, we'll see what he can do. He's definitely off to a great start. Um, I think the Sixers might last a little longer than the Knicks. The Knicks, the Knicks in a, <laughs> in a long haul. Um, I, I like the Sixers. I think they might even can sneak in the playoffs in the East because the East is wide open. Uh, the Knicks, however, uh, Unless they get Porzingis some more help, I think they'll um, be better than a year ago, but still uh, probably miss the playoffs. But it's good to have the Sixers and the Knicks getting some positive press where there's some good things happening in Philly and New York to uh, historic franchises in the NBA. Yeah, definitely. I think the people at the NBA offices couldn't be any happier that the fact that the Knicks are in the news for something positive for a change. Um, and then the Sixers, too. I mean, it's, a, it's such a historical team uh, that just literally decided to kind of quit for the last seven years. <laughs> I mean, just yeah, really man. just didn't care. I mean, they really didn't care if they won any games or not, trying to figure out how to find a superstar, hoping to find a superstar. And definitely they wind up probably with two if they can keep Embiid healthy. Um, and so there'll be a power in the East for the next few years. Yeah, hopefully, uh, yeah, MB can keep it together health-wise. Simmons can stay health-wise. Um, and I would love to see how it plays out. I think the Sixers uh, can make some noise because uh, really MB is um, a matchup problem. Not many teams, uh, with the exception of maybe um, Miami and um, and New York, has someone to, to match up. But even... Uh, 
um, you know, Joel Embiid is a very unique player in his own right. All right. So that means the fourth quarter as we head into the wrap-up. Uh, what's your game of the week? Well, you can't pick the, the game tonight. You can't pick the Wolves and the uh, and the Warriors tonight. You know, I, I had the game of the week as the other game tonight. Uh, the Boston Celtics or the Los Angeles Lakers at the Boston Celtics. You know, uh, I definitely want to see the continual baptism of uh, Lonzo Ball in this case, getting it from Kyrie and the Boston Celtics, who have won ten straight. After losing their or nine straight after losing their first two, uh, the Boston Celtics seem to be putting it together again. Uh, defense is the key with them, as they're the number two team defensively in the league. Uh, the Boston Celtics and the Los Angeles Lakers. Uh, no final to report at this moment, but um, you know that was the game of the week for me this week. All right, I'm going with uh, tomorrow night. Uh, the Cleveland Cavaliers head down to Houston uh, to play the Rockets. Um, this is a play-up-to-the-competition game for the Cavs, so we should get the best out of um, out of LeBron James. Let's see if any of his teammates step up, because if they don't, they will get run off the floor in Houston. Uh, they will get drained and rained on threes on top of their heads, and they get run off the court uh, very, very easily and quickly and, uh, down there if they don't come at um to come to play and play at least some modicum of defense. Uh, so, yes, that is yeah. going to be my game expect, of the week. Expect 43s uh, probably shot by the Rockets. Um, anybody on the team can launch. And, uh, yeah, the, the Cavs better be ready as they uh, visit Houston. Um, there's going to be uh, some fireworks coming. But uh, I think LeBron has some... He's he's ready to play. We'll see. They'll step up, as you mentioned, and we'll see what happens after that. I don't know, man. He might have to go to a different meme. Might not be Arthur this time. I don't know. He's got to, you know, dig deep into his photo library to figure out what meme he's got to put on Instagram for this game. A long night. <laughs> That's probably the question of the night. Well, if he's mad now, what's it going to be? If it's not going to be Arthur. So that might no. be the question of the night. All right. All right, so we need exit music as we close out uh, week, I guess, week four here. What you got? Week four. Uh, let's see. This time we're going to take it to 1992. Uh, we're going to go with Soul by the Pound by Common Sense. These days right. known by just Common. So yes. 1992, Soul by the Pound. Probably oh, Chicago's, right. Chicago's finest rapper, uh, in my opinion, for sure, um, is Common, who has some NBA ties with that outstanding movie, Just Right, <laughs> where he starred alongside Queen Latifah. That movie was absolutely dreadful. The best part was the lovely Paula Patton. Boy, she was yeah. nice looking. But, uh, yeah, yeah that, that movie was dreadful. But uh, I did have an NBA tie where Common was that NBA star. But uh, he's doing a lot of acting, but he's uh, very talented with the microphone. So, Soul by the Pound, 1992, Common Sense. Yeah. Well, yeah, the less we say about Just Right, the better. Uh, the best part of that movie was the credits, uh, the rolling <laughs> credits at the end of it. Um, 
I, the, the fact that we actually that I actually saw it is even scarier. Like you know, Common and Queen Latifah in a movie together that ain't about rap or rap history is probably not something that I should be sitting and watching. Uh, but it is what it is. But yes, Paula Patton does look great in that movie. All right, so uh, <laughs> and in every other movie and anything in life and existence from beginning to end and whatever you want to say about Paula Patton. All right, so Common will take us out. Um, Remember, you'll be able to find this podcast on SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher. Uh, can't say Spearman this week. Spearman, you know, kind of let us down here to start today. Um, so, yeah, you'll be able to find us there. Uh, you can find um, updates um, for this podcast and other things on Facebook and Twitter. Uh, you can find me at uh, at Brothers Comics on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Where can they find you, Will Stack? Find me at Mr. Waters 77 on Twitter at Will Sachs on Instagram. Again, Mr. Waters 77 on Twitter and at Will Sachs on Instagram. Hit me up. Let me know what you think of this week in the association. All right. And as a real live in-living action here as a cat, as a Lakers and the Celtics play. Was that Kyrie that went down and is holding on his feet? That's not a good sign. We are a we are a Celtics jinxing uh, podcast here. Um, <laughs> he just went down. He's on the fence. I don't think it's too serious, but he definitely just went uh, just went through the fence. We're gonna have to put a, a, a addendum to the end of this podcast to play something happens. So, all right, all right. So yeah. So check us out, uh, uh, rate this podcast on iTunes, share with your friends, family, all of those types of things. We had a lot of great responses uh, and a lot of listens um, uh, through a lot of the different um, like sources, through all those from Stitcher to SoundCloud to, uh, to iTunes and all that. So thank you, thank you, thank you for all that listen and share. Uh, so we appreciate it. All right, so it's common keeps willing us out here. Uh, we will see you next week on This Week in the Association. Stay with us out. Uh, sign us out. We'll back. We'll back to the out. Peace. All right. all right, we'll see y'all on the other side. Peace. Got so like Korea, give me an inch, I'll take a beat. A chicken's a trick, that's how I treat her. Never go pop, I'm not a t-